Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Advice with Alex and Friends, the podcast. I'm your host, Alex. And today again, I'm solo dolo. I'm getting used to this. It's not, it's not, you know, uh, as bad as it was the first time that I ever did this. So guys, make sure you're following the podcast. That's at Advice with Alex on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us on TikTok. That's at Advice with Alex and Friends. Make sure also that you like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. If you're an audio listener, check us out on YouTube as well. And um, please leave us five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. There's a lot to get into today. Number one, it is free. Hmm. If you're in the UK and it is Monday, what's today's date? Monday, is it the 12th? Monday, 12th of December, it would have snowed for you because I've spoken to multiple people from work and all different places around the country. Everybody had snow. So we have been, you know, we've got our snow last night and it is extremely cold. Um, so I guess that's going to be my first segue. I hope everybody who went to the Ashaka concert last night get got home safely and everyone who's going tonight. So I'm obviously recording this on a Monday. Everybody gets home safely as well. I'm very, very sorry for those of you guys who paid for tickets to go and see him in Birmingham. It seemed like that one was his social experiment. That was his his trial run because the concert that I saw on people's videos yesterday, you know, people's Snapchat and TikTok and everything compared to what you guys got last week. Yeah, it was two different shows. And I'm I'm very, very sorry. I don't know why I'm apologizing on his behalf, but I, I would have been vexed. Um, but do you know what? I guess there's a few things with this. And, and the reason why I kind of bring it up is because people are so fast to cancel somebody. Oh, make sure like, uh, you know, after that whole Birmingham fiasco with him, you know, coming out late. And I guess there was issues in terms of people getting in and all that stuff. Like people are like so fast to try and cancel him. You know, if you've got your London tickets, can't return them. And people were trying to return their tickets and cancel their tickets and all this stuff. I'm very sorry if that's what you did yesterday because it looked like it was an amazing show. Obviously, I didn't go, but nobody has said anything bad. He continued to perform um, despite splitting his trousers. That was hilarious the way he kind of hopped back. Um, he just seemed like a really funny guy. I did see a video of people being silly in the in the crowd, um, you know, but we'll, we'll ignore that. But overall, I'm sure it seemed like it was a great experience. So. Yeah, I hope everybody enjoyed that. I am a massive Ashake fan. He was my top third like artist for Spotify rap this year. But one thing about me is I'm not traveling the winter to come and see you. If you want me to see you, you're gonna come, you know, in the spring, summer, autumn, the latest, but this December, me. Sorry, so next time around, I'm sure, you know, he will have a a bigger venue and it will be in a warmer month as well. So yeah, shout out to everybody um, who went to go and see him. I hope you guys had an amazing time. Um, something that I watched and I, I don't know if you guys ever have this, this same feeling that I'm about to describe, which is, you know, when you watch something and you kind of look at everybody else or the masses and you're like, did, did you and I watch the same thing? Because after watching the Meghan Markle and, and Harry, Prince Harry documentary, I'm confused as to that the outrage that everybody had, or not everybody, but that quite a few people had about the documentary. Maybe they were outraged from clips, but from actually watching the documentary, I was I was a bit confused. Like what what was offensive about what, what was said? There was nothing that was offensive. And I guess two things that kind of stood out in terms of people being offended was one, when she spoke about her first going to go and meet the queen. Um, 
she didn't know that she was going to meet the queen. She only had like five to 10 minutes to prepare before meeting her. And obviously she had to curtsy and she didn't know how to curtsy. And so um, she was explaining what, what that was like for her. And, and as, especially as an American and somebody, oh, whose wife is it? There's a politician's wife that was upset and tried to call it racist. Like, I don't know if it's Nigel Farage's wife, which I, I'm going to say Nigel Farage. Um, and if it is Nigel Farage's wife, shame on you because your husband, that's a racist. Okay. Um, anyway, so um, I, I just I just didn't understand why people were upset by that. And then the other major point that was kind of brought up in regards to, you know, race or colorism or identifying as black was there's a clip where she's in, you know, she's traveling somewhere. She's in a car or a bus or something when I say bus I mean a private bus um and she's talking about an experience that she had with her mum um and she talks about how she didn't really I guess realize that she was black until she came to the UK and people are up you know people are up in arms about this how could she not identify you know or really no, I'm sorry I'm I'm putting words into her mouth how can she not really you know realize that she was black until she came to the UK and I can only liken it to people who live in predominantly black countries for example somebody who's from Nigeria or Sierra Leone or Ghana or Jamaica where you step out every day and and most of those people and I I, I say this um you know from looking at like my parents or like you know my aunts and things like that when you speak to them they don't say that they're black they say that they're African that's what they identify as they identify as being like an Af you know I'm a proud African woman and I've never heard my mum say I'm a black woman that's not something that my mum like identifies as because growing up you like back home everybody was black. So it wasn't, I, it wasn't something that kind of was staring you in the face. And it's not until you kind of come over to this country that you're met with this identity or given this identity that you, you, you never really, you, you, you didn't take on board in the first place because it was never apparent to you. And so kind of listening to her, that's what I took away from that experience that um, I guess nobody really, mentioned that she was black and it wasn't until she came here that everybody was like oh she's black um and obviously we know that she's biracial so really that's the correct term as opposed to being black but um yeah I just didn't understand why everybody was in up in arms about it and she spoke about how um she was in the car with her mum once and um somebody called her mum the n-word and how her mum also didn't have the conversation about race with her and I think sometimes we take that for granted. I know that, you know, for me, one day I'm going to have to have that conversation with my son about his blackness just because of the country that we live in. But if I grew up in Nigeria, would I have to have that conversation with my son? No, of course not. Like, I guess so. Yeah, I guess that there's there's a privilege in being able to not have to worry about. And even I'm using the word privilege, but no, it's disgusting because it's not a privilege. Um, You know, nobody should have to worry that they're that they're black or, or how their blackness is going to affect them. But sadly, that's a conversation that so many people have. And I think maybe people are upset that she didn't have to have that conversation until later on in life. Maybe that's what that is, because from young, they were constantly reminded of their blackness. And, and I guess I say all this to say that people need to stop projecting um, and that Meghan Markle isn't anybody's saviour. She is a woman who has had a tough time, like most of us, and she's out here trying to navigate her life.
Um, and we should continue to let her do that. If you want to watch the documentary, watch the documentary and take it for what it is. If not, then just leave the woman alone, honestly. Like, I, I just I just think sometimes we, we do this thing with people that identify as black and we kind of hold them to this gold standard and we don't ever allow them to just be human or just be normal or have like an experience or once they talk about an experience that's different to ours we, we stop identifying with them and it's like there's there's no need for that so yeah that's what I took away from it I will continue to watch the other three and if there's anything worthwhile talking about then I'll bring it you know to the podcast um I I'm I'm so vexed that this is something that I'm even going to talk about because how it was allowed to happen is a thousand percent beyond me. Um, so R. Kelly, Robert Kelly, as I call him, um, was able to release an album, an album um, from from prison. And I'm trying to find um, where the exact story is so um there's an audio clip and r kelly claims that he did not put out the i admit album that dropped on friday robert says that he has no interest in putting out an album and that his only focus is on his appeal but somehow some way an album came out so who i don't know who how why where you know like I, I don't know how this was able to come outside and it's really sad because people know that by you you know with the release of an album for him that's an opportunity for him to make money we, I thought I thought that there was a consensus that we're not going to give this man any money but of course you know um I, I don't know I'm I'm tired of talking about R. Kelly, I haven't spoken about him recently. I thought, okay, good. He's on the inside. They're going to, you know, he'll, he will continue to stay there and he can rot there, hopefully. But like just hearing that he was able to drop an album, like it's just making a mockery, it's making a mockery of the system. And to be fair, there's been other mockeries made since he's, since he's been in there. And it's like, nah, come on. The, what the, he, he's, he's done heinous things, disgusting things to women and ch like, and girls. And he's rewarded, like, his bad behaviour is rewarded. He's allowed to to do the one thing that he's really passionate about, which is, is music and, and drop an album whilst he's on the inside. No, we can't. No, I'm sorry. People need to do better. Like, don't stream the album. If you see the link, just ignore it. Like, don't allow that man to make any money. Just, I think, I think it's been pulled down from certain streaming platforms anyway. How it was allowed to even get up there in the first place is beyond me. But, yeah, um... I just, I, I don't have time for people who, who do disgusting things to, to women and children. I just, I really don't. Um, and, and with that being said, I'm, I'm going to issue a trigger warning because I'm going to talk about something that I came across absolutely randomly. I really wasn't even looking for this, like most things. Um, and it was, it's the daughter or the heiress, I should say, to the Gucci empire. So Alexandra Gucci Zarini, I believe is her name. Um, I saw a video of her talking about her, her unfortunate experience where she's been sexually abused by her, her stepfather, Joseph Ruffalo. So her mother is Patricia, her, is Patricia Gucci and she is suing her mum, uh, her stepfather and her grandmother, um, because she was sexually abused from the age of six by her stepfather and her mother and her 
grandmother did nothing about it. And this is all very timely regarding, you know, what's happened with Balenciaga and Balenciaga being outed in terms of, you know, paedophilia and uh, their association with child pornography and all, 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 all this, all this kind of stuff, all the kind of seedy behavior that happens in the fashion industry and in Hollywood and um, with, with the world's elite, essentially, none of this surprises me at all. Um, my heart does go out to this um, young lady, I do hope that she, by her coming forward, that there is some sort of positive change that comes out. Um, and and I guess there is also, you know, linkage between Balenciaga and Gucci because they're owned by the same company. I think they're called the Caring Group. So both of them are owned. And I know that I, I didn't personally speak about the Balenciaga saga. I, I think... Um, I don't think we were recording at the time when it when it first broke, but um, there were lots of people that obviously were outraged and going to celebrities and saying, why are you not talking about this? And blah, 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 and whatever, whatever. And lots of celebrities aren't going to talk about it because um, it's deeper than just, this is, this is simply the surface. There is a lot of disgusting, seedy, heinous behavior that goes on, um, like I said, in fashion, in Hollywood and, and all that. And um, if you're vexed with Balenciaga, you're going to be angry with a lot of other companies. And the industries as a whole, because this is this is what they promote. This is what happens. How many child stars have come forward? How many models have come forward and 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 spoken about um, the you know the abuse, the sexual abuse that they've um, in, endured? Um, and I think we need to have a moment to kind of reflect collectively as as a group in terms of who and what we put on a pedestal. And I'm going to focus on fashion as opposed to Hollywood for now. But there is obviously an obsession with designer, designer, designer. And, um, you know, named brands. Like there's, there are, you know, there are the kind of name brands that your um, Mark Zuckerberg's going to wear or your Jeff Bezos are going to wear. And it's not branded. Like nobody can see the brand, but you know that they're wearing something expensive. We have an obsession with, you know, like the kind of, uh, I guess everyday um, designer brands, Gucci, Balenciaga and all that stuff. And I think that there is something to be said about number one, our obsession with these brands. Um, and number two, whilst people are outraged by what's happened in regards to Balenciaga, is any change actually going to happen? Are people going to stop buying Balenciaga long-term? Or are they going to drop a pair of shoes or a bag or something and then people forget all about it because the name brand is is more important to them? Or is it that, you know, you don't want to dig too deep because if you start to dig too, too deep, then you realise that all of them essentially do the same thing. Your favourite brand, you name it, I don't have to name them for you. They all champion the same thing because that's what the fashion industry is built off of. Exploitation. They don't care who it is, a child, an adult, doesn't matter. It's all built off of exploitation. And so I guess you have to kind of sit down and ask yourself as a human being, by me, you know, exchanging my money and giving money towards the, the purchasing of these goods, I am essentially co-signing this behaviour. And I think that that's a difficult conversation that a lot of people need to have. Instead of you pointing the finger at other people, kind of sitting down and asking yourself, um, 
you know, what part do I play in this? That's not to um, condemn anybody or to judge anybody. I think it's just a conversation that each of us needs to have. Obviously, we all need to buy clothes because we can't walk around this place naked. Um, but um, the 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 chokehold that fashion designers have on the masses, I think that that's something that should be um, reviewed. That's just my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, you know, they're, they're, we can make change. Each and every single person can make change by going and looking at maybe smaller brands that, you know, do provide or, uh, a, you know, a proper code of conduct and follow proper, proper ethics. So um, it's just it's just food for thought, I guess. Um, I guess, again, another video I saw uh, and I will I will ish, issue a trigger warning because I'm just I'm just tired of watching content against my own will, because obviously I don't go looking for it, that abuses children and then it's posted online. So there was this video of a, of a mother and she was annoyed by the behavior of her daughter. She kept referring to her daughter as pretty and saying, oh, because you, you know, because you're too pretty or you don't, you chose not to listen to me. And you thought that being pretty was a priority over following my instructions. And, and on, on camera, she then proceeds to cut her daughter's hair. So her daughter's hair is braided and she cuts it, you know, right down as low to the scalp as she possibly can each and every single braid. And this this girl's hair is really long. It was dyed like a red and black colour. It was lovely. Um, and she records her. And I, I don't know where to begin in terms of, like, I, I feel really passionate about this. And um, I'm, I'm tired of seeing kids being abused. I'm tired of kids being abused on camera. I'm tired of kids being abused on camera and then their their parents post it online. I'm tired of them, loads of people then um, perpetuating this by sharing this information. I'm also tired of people engaging and giving these parents attention because that's essentially what they want. Um, and, and the shame and the guilt that that child would then feel because it's one thing to be punished by your mum because your mum is essentially punishing you for being pretty. Yes, she went against her word, but she has an issue with your with your beauty for whatever reason. She feels insecure. She feels threatened by her daughter's beauty. So then you've you've proceeded to abuse her, and then she had the audacity to put out a follow up video where she's essentially coerced the girl to kind of you know see it from her point of view. You know, you know, I did this because I love you, right? No, you didn't. You're 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 being an abusive parent. Like, I. Sometimes I wonder why some people have kids. Like children are a choice. You don't have to have kids if you if you don't want to. And if you have kids, then just do right by them. Your baby is not going to stay a baby forever. They're going to get older and they're going to challenge you. And there's going to be things that they do that get on your nerves, but that doesn't give you the right to abuse them. And I think that more of us need to, because like, if I knew who this woman was, I would call whatever. I think it's called C CPS, Child Protective Services in America. I would actually call them for her because that's, that's disgusting. If this was somebody in the UK, I'm definitely calling, um, like child services here for you for sure. I don't play. I don't play about that. As far as I'm concerned, that's a safeguarding issue. That girl is not safe in that house. And I think more of us need to have that that same energy instead of you know sharing this video everywhere. No, we need to start tracking people's people down. Where does she live? 
where does she work? You know, like, no, because this this child is essentially in danger. Like, stop giving attention to people that don't deserve it. This is what this mum wants. And she had the she had the cheek to come on with a, a filter. So you're criticizing your daughter for her, you know, her physical appearance, but you have a filter on with eyelashes. You're the one with the problem. Like, oh, I'm just that that really wound me up. Um so yeah, we, we need to call people out. Um, and then people will think twice about what they post online because too many people are rewarded for bad behavior. Too, too many people. Um, I don't want to end on a, well, I guess either way it's a sad note, but one is sadder than the other as far as I'm concerned, I, I guess. Um, again, another, another trigger warning. Um, I just saw this story actually. So three boys aged eight, 10 and 11 die after falling into an icy lake. So obviously I've spoken about the temperature drop in this country. It is cold, it's freezing. If I had my way, you know, shout out to everybody who's already in their Christmas destination, Ghana, Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Jamaica, wherever it is that you've gone, like shout out to you people. You people are really living the dream. That that I want that to be me next year. I don't want to fly out just a couple of days before Christmas. I want to be there like the latest, 15th of December. Um, but you know, obviously, like I said, over here, the weather is 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 awful. And these three boys have sadly um, passed away by falling into a lake. So these uh, three young boys, aged 10, 8 and 11, have died after being pulled from a frozen lake with a fourth, which is a six-year-old boy who still remains in critical condition. The incident occurred on Sunday afternoon at a lake called Babs Mill Nature Reserve in Solihull, which left the boys fighting for their lives after members of the public attempted to rescue them. But they unfortunately were suffering from cardiac arrest when they were pulled from the water. According to key witnesses, it's believed that the children were playing on the ice before the horrible accident took place. And I know that's the thing, obviously, like, it's so sad because they're, they're children and they just see ice and it's like, oh, yeah, let's 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 get on this ice. Like, how? come on, let's be real. I see grown adults even skidding on ice and they've they've gone to go and skid on this ice. And sadly, they've they've fallen into a lake. So um, my heart goes out to you all all of their families, their parents, siblings, anybody that knew them, their friends. Um, this is a horrible time. Um, obviously, it's always going to be a horrible time to lose somebody, but there's something about, you know, kind of the end of the year and the beginning of the year. If you're somebody who, you know, who you are religious, I would, I would beg you to pray, you know, like for your family, for your friends during this time period, because sadly, um, and I don't know what it is, but there tends to be a lot of loss around this this time period as well. So be extremely grateful for for life and and pray for for yourself and for those around you as well. Um, speaking of loss, um, England lost, and I'm sure they're already on the plane. Obviously, if you're listening to this, it's come out on Wednesday. Though I'm sure that they're back home already. But England lost to France on Saturday. Um, from from what I gathered, they played really well. So it wasn't that they could have done anything better. But the England curse, penalties. One thing that England cannot do correct is penalties. Like from when I was small, when David Beckham was there playing for England, they always, whenever it comes to penalties, it's like, oh yeah, well, we've lost it. 
Like, I want to know, do, do they actually like sit down and, and focus on this? Why why is penalties not a focus? Like if I'm, if I'm Southgate, I'm making them do penalties in the morning, afternoon, evening. Like I want, I want penalties to be on the forefront of your mind. You have to, you have to nail penalties down. It's not us that's going to be losing to penalties because it's like, that is all we ever do, lose to penalties. Anyway, um, so yeah, they they've lost. Um, this World Cup has been very um, interesting in terms of like some of the teams that's kind of gone home. And, and and let me know if if you feel the same. But this World Cup hasn't felt like the World Cup. Like who who decided to make it in November? Obviously, I know it's extremely hot in Qatar, and they they couldn't do it in the summer. But they could have done it in like March. April, like there's not that much difference between the weather in March to November. You know, it's pretty much the same temperature. It would have been better for it to have been earlier on in the year than it is now. Um, it just doesn't feel like, I, I just, I'm not encouraged by the World Cup. Like England losing, to be fair, like this loss, I feel like it doesn't really count because I, I, this World Cup is not, it doesn't really feel like a World Cup, which is a shame because so many people have said great things about Qatar. And I know that it was um, it was a great location, especially for people come from African countries because it was easier for them to like get a visa and closer for them to go. And I can imagine if it was in the UK or in America, like the headache that it would have been for, you know, various countries to try and get a visa for them to go and see their countries go and play. And it just seemed like it was a much um, straightforward process which actually brings me to something that I just I just remembered um so there was a reporter that wore um the LGBTQ like um flag um or kind of rainbow colored whilst I guess reporting and and when he was out there I don't know his name if I find it then I'll put it in the comment section um and he has passed away um apparently he collapsed it's given conspiracy, it's given, um, it's given you didn't follow instructions and maybe, you know, they slipped something in his drink. I don't know, it's, it's, it's given suspicious. It's really given suspicious. Um, again, that's a very unfortunate thing um, to hear that, you know, he's, he's passed away. Um, it's extremely suspicious circumstances. Um, and, I guess maybe a message to people in terms of like follow our instructions or follow our rules. I know a lot of people, well, I say a lot of people, there's certain countries that like to go to various countries around the world and just kind of disregard the rules, disrespect them completely. I, I'm, I'm American in his case, I'll do whatever I want and, and you can't do anything about it. Well, you know, obviously, I hope I hope it, it's not suspicious, but it, I find it really very hard to believe that that's not the case. So, um, yeah, when you go to Rome, you do as the Romans do. That's what I was taught growing up. Whenever you go to whoever's country it is, you follow the laws of the land. If they want you to do something or they don't want you to do something, then you do or you don't do it. And if you don't like it, then don't go. Period. Um, it's not for you to decide what other countries should be doing because America is not a saint at all by any means. So, um, yeah. Um, I'm just trying to make sure I didn't miss anything. So, oh yes, going back to England. Um, 
obviously it was Harry Kane that missed the penalty and I saw a lot of sympathy towards him. You know, don't worry, Harry, you know, it's not your fault. We we go again and all this kind of stuff. And it just obviously there were lots of comments online about, well, if it had been one of the black players, would there have been that much sympathy? Probably not based of what, of, of what happened in the Euros. Um, but um, yeah, that's it for England. Does that mean that you guys are still watching the, the World Cup now that England's out? Are you still going to support any other team? Um, I know that there was discussions from a lot of Africans in terms of supporting Morocco. Um, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm not as invested. I haven't been as invested. Like I said, it's just the time of the year. So, yeah, we'll see who wins. Right now, my money's on France just because they won it the last time. Um, but yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. It's going to finish soon. Um, I will say in regards to advice um, to not give attention to things or people or spaces that don't require your attention. There's so many things out here competing for our attention that are trying to distract us, you know, various things on social media. That doesn't mean you don't ever have to be on social media. There's social, like social media can be beneficial, of course. Um, but, you know, just kind of be mindful of whatever it is that you're consuming at the moment. And if you, if something doesn't sit right with you, then just don't consume it. So make sure that your attention is focused on what it needs to be focused on. And yeah, that's, that's it. So guys, on that note, make sure you're following the podcast at Advice with Alex on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you're following us on TikTok. That's at Advice with Alex and Friends. Like, comment, share, subscribe, all of that good stuff. Leave us five-star reviews, please, on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I shall see you next week, hopefully, with um, Novella and... Have a lovely, lovely week. Take care. Stay safe, please. Only go out if you absolutely need to. Walk slowly. Make sure your car is, you know, fully defrosted and all that good stuff before you set off. Check your trains and everything to make sure that it's, you know, it's going to be there. If the if you're seeing loads of cancellations, is it really worth going there? And that that is work included. That is work included. All right. That's it from me, guys. Take care. Bye.